Tim Ryan was booted out uh, of Ohio by J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, author of Hillbilly Elegy. What do you think that's about? Is it is it the star power? Is it because people were forced to read Hillbilly Elegy because they saw it at Hudson News on their flight? There was like a scene where the hillbilly is uh, uh, like at a dinner or something. And it's like, oh, this hillbilly is at a, he's not used to being at a dinner. Like doesn't know how to use a fork. It's like Little Mermaid. He doesn't know how to use a fork. <laughs> Let's not do the fork thing as an example of like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it was just so over the top and stupid. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bituation Room podcast live stream. I am your host, Francesca Fiorentini, uh, back from self-imposed maternity leave from a job that I am the boss of me at. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, I am back soon. Turns out I gave birth pretty soon after the last show on October 4th. Baby born on October 7th. Same birthday as Vladimir Putin. We're already winning. Um or losing, but also it's Tom York's birthday and that's dope as shit. So like, it's all good. It evens out. Uh, I'm here. I have uh, come on to the other side, broken through into motherhood. Still can't believe it. I have been, I don't know how many times you have to get shit on until to, to become a mom. Like, I feel like it's like by the 58th shit, it's like, burr, 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 you know, and someone comes out and actually just like slaps a badge on you and you're like, you're a mom, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, it's it's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been great. It's um, it's a magical time and it's incredible. I didn't change it for the world. I would. I would like to sleep. Um, so anyway, uh, bear with me. It's going to be a great show because we have Nalini Stamp from Working Families Party. We have Kurt Brownoller from fucking all the things he has a new comedy special out right now today hilarious comic you've seen him on a bunch of stuff so super excited to dive in with both of them into what happened in the past few weeks oh the little red wave that never materialized downgraded to a category one before it even made landfall um yeah, a little splish splash. Uh, but no, very excited about uh, what the midterms mean for a little bit of ray of hope for the future. Um, so we're going to break all that down. We're also going to have a final segment. Trump 2024, y'all. It's going to happen. Maybe now. Maybe by the time you're watching or listening to this. What's a winning slogan? What's a winning slogan for this loser? It's not MAGA anymore, guys. Let's step it up. So we're going to play that game with my guests. And then finally... A bonus bish for the patrons, Elon Musk, just, I, I mean, really tripling down, tweeting through the madness. Uh, and what do we think is going to happen? Is Twitter going to go bankrupt? Do we stay and fight? Do we flee? Do we go to Mastodon? I was like, oh, I'll go to Mastodon. Immediately didn't understand anything. I was like, look, I need to TikTok first, then Mastodon. Still don't understand how to do a TikTok. Still don't know. So uh, patreon.com slash bituation room to become part of the Frantifa, to support this show, to support, um, you know, my child and my family. Uh, and, you know, it's you who make the show possible. You can also uh, tip the show, TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. Everything helps. Everything is wonderful. Um, and, of course, if you can't throw down, I understand. Just give this podcast five stars on iTunes. Uh, that helps people discover it. And, um, you know, like and share the stream right now. Become a, uh, a member. No, just subscribe to the channel. If you're on Twitch, sup. I hope you've also subscribed. And, uh, yeah, dude, if, uh, if I seem a little out of it, it's because I've only had five hours of intermittent sleep. That's right. Not enough time to enter REM at all. Final note, this show is going to be at Sketchfest in San Francisco in January. That is January 22nd. It is a Sunday. Throwback to when we used to do the show on Sundays, 8 o'clock. I believe at Piano Fight, but you can go to sfsketchfest.com 
I believe that's the website. Get tickets. It'll be great. NATO Green will be live. I will be live. That's right. And uh, more guests TBD. But we're, we're going to be there. Um, Paige, our producer, is going to be there. It'll be lovely. It'll be awesome. And with that, guys, let's get into it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. Let's do it. What are you bitching about? My baby does not smile at me. She smiles at her dad. And that's fucking obnoxious. All right? That's that's not okay. I am just like, oh, oh it's, uh, the milk fountain's here. I'm just going to scream until the milk fountain gives me what I want. But then I'm going to smile at him. Yeah. And by the way, it's like. It's like a I have a mustache smile, meaning like he's got a mustache. He's kissing her and it's a tickly thing. It's a total reaction. I'm jealous. And I think that's wrong. I just get like milk drunk. Like. If you're listening as a podcast, just imagine like a just a puffy baby lipped like. Distasteful. Thank you for feeding me. Like that's the face I get. Matt gets the smile. So, uh, yeah. Everyone drag my baby on Twitter. That's what I want you to do. Drag her. Um, I have other things to bitch about, uh, specifically about the Republicans uh, and the difference between election deniers and non-election deniers, but I'll talk about that later. That's the main thing I want to say. Also, the fact that fucking whoever said having a newborn was easy Never said having a newborn was easy. So I want to fight nobody who said that to me. Uh, the shit is hard. The shit is crazy. The shit is rough. I want to write down all the things that I've been learning. Because, so, like, you talk to a parent now, and they're like, oh, I've completely obliterated that. I had that surgically removed from my brain when I became a parent. Uh, so I wouldn't have to remember how tough the first few weeks are. And I'm like, cool, cool. That doesn't help me right now. Anyway. We're, we're working through it. Everything's danger. All the things that work for this baby, by the way, are all the things that are like, oh, that's going to kill it. And you're like, yeah, I know. But it's also going to give me an hour of sleep. So what do we do? Uh, anywho, with that, let's bring in my comic guest for the hour. Uh, hour and change. Uh, he co-hosts the Strange News podcast, Bananas. And he performed on Jim Jimmy Fallon this week. Everybody go watch that on YouTube. And his new comedy special, Perfectly Stupid, with some amazing dad humor, quite good, uh, is out right now uh, on Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, Vudu. What else is it on? Kurt Brownoller, what's up? Hello. How are you? Good. Very good. Um, you're... I didn't mean dad humor like it's dad jokes, but like... You know, it is fine. It is about becoming a dad. It is about family. But I think, I think it's, I think it's a, a good version of that thing. <laughs> but I think my jokes are good. I, I think they, I hope, I hope they're specific <laughs> and unique to me. <laughs> well, you did get a big shout out in the New York Times, although... As you pointed out on your Instagram, they didn't put your name in the title, even though the it was like a really glowing review. It was really nice. It was a very nice review. It was a weird review to get because it shit on like a bunch of my friends and then was very <laughs> nice to me. <laughs> you were like, cool. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but oh my God, who... the first six weeks, I cannot, I, I do not, I... my heart goes out to you. That is, a, I feel like nobody talks about how dark that time is and i am yeah. um, i want no one to forget i will never forget because i talk about it all the time i was like deeply depressed my wife was deeply depressed and i we felt bad for being <laughs> depressed because we're supposed to be so happy but that sleep deprivation thing is real man it's deeply real yeah. yeah 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 i somehow can function on two hours of sleep at a time uh, and you, I'll take a 20 minute nap and be like, wow, <laughs> I feel completely <laughs> rejuvenated. But it's definitely the like, you don't know what tomorrow, like parents basically do the same thing to me. They're like, just enjoy every moment. It's going to end really soon. And in the same breath, be like, just one day at a time. There's no way out, but through <laughs> fucking breathe, you know, and you're like, well, which is it? Which you is know? It? Yeah. 
Is it fast <laughs> or is it slow? Um, Kurt, maybe related to this or not, or anything you want, what are you bitching about today, November uh, 15th? Bitching about toilets. I oh. just, uh, we just potty trained my youngest. And okay. so I've been thinking a lot about toilets. And I do feel like- <laughs> Congrats, in, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, I do feel like in 20 years, when my children and I are waiting outside with our bats uh, to beat the people off coming to deliver the water, be beat other people <laughs> off from getting our water delivery. Right. They're the gonna feral find dogs. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to find it so hilarious that for my entire life, I pissed and shat into perfectly good drinking water, two <laughs> to eight gallons at a time. Every day of my life, perfectly good drinking water. How have we not figured this? How have we not come up with a situation that's not this? This one is insane. Yeah. Yep. It's yes, so it is. That is that is a very good point. I mean, I will say that in Los Angeles, I don't know if it's perfectly good drinking water. I'm gonna say that might be water to poo poo in. <laughs> I mean, it's the same here. When I say it's perfectly good drink, it's the same water that comes out of your tap. <laughs> yes indeed it does that is so funny and yet back to like everything with climate change it's like all individualized yeah um because i know people with like a like a compostable toilet they basically shit into like uh you know like hamster yeah hamster hamster mm -hmm. tan bark or whatever that stuff is yeah in shavings their house or outside yeah in their house that the, oh, okay. they've, they've rigged it so i think it like might dump out i don't oh, know i, I don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. know mm -hmm. but it's like do you want to be the first person to do that and just kind of feel good about yourself like nah, i don't know i finally did the thing that i've been meaning to do for a long time and i just got a bucket that i keep in the shower for when the shower's warming up and now i do all of my like plant watering from the bucket that i that just fills up as it goes from cold to hot that's uh, so good. And at least that feels like uh, it's a drop in the bucket. You know, it doesn't Literally, matter at yeah. all. But if I feel better about it. No, I, uh, I am married to Matt is um, not a very water conscious person. <laughs> um, and so he does the like run the water, go do a thing and come back. And I'm just like, it's like nails on a chalkboard to my like, you know, <laughs> lib ass Northern California sensibility. And I was like, ah, um, <laughs> but yeah, we are shitting into perfectly potable drinking water. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you can also wash yourself with just like one little bucket. Like you don't need all that water to like soap down the important parts. <laughs> um, I think people are going to be less behind. Get behind that. <laughs> you? Oh, really? <laughs> and more behind just having gray water in your toilet. My suggestion is whatever like, you wash your, your dishes in, like that should just go over to your toilet, right? Um, yes. I feel like and you can... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, and you can flush a toilet by just throwing a bunch of water in it. I remember oh, when yes. I first learned that you could do that, and I was like, oh. Yeah, that it's not mechanic. That's there's no mechanics to it. It's just right, water right. level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no Keebler elves in my toilet. Um, good thing to bitch about. Uh, I love it. Let's bring in my uh, my next guest, national director and strategy of strategy and partnerships at Working Families Party, um, where she's been working on racial and economic justice for over a decade including with Dream Defenders and Mi Gente, and it is her goddamn birthday. Please welcome Nalini Stamp. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. It's great to and age another year. <laughs> there we go. Another trip around the sun. Nalini is wearing a necklace that says, Eat the Rich. There we go. It's a great one. It's a great one. It's, that is gorgeous. Is that... Uh, is that on sale on AOC's website? We're going to get mad about it. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just referencing someone being mad that like she has like a $36 sweatshirt because it's union made. Anyway, she she purveys from the same place that we have our merch, bituationroom.com. I digress. Nalini, before we get into the fucking midterms, what are you bitching about today? Um, well, I just got a happy birthday email from my management company even though that they have not responded to the fact that there are many broken things in my actual apartment, <laughs> I got like an automated, like, it's your birthday with a little candle on. I literally just saw it. And then I'm like, <laughs> can you guys answer about my goddamn like heat not working fully to the extent? <laughs> That's what I'm mad about in this moment. <laughs> it's like, That's... Really? you can send me a happy birthday message, but not fix my heat. Okay, I get it. 
<laughs> yeah, doesn't that come? They sent you a little emoji. There was like yeah. a cake. It's a whole email. That that is really <laughs> funny. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I do get that, more texts from Jersey Mike's than some friends, so I do feel. <laughs> Those automated texts. <laughs> so for I, for I, your I, birthday, you there's always that one friend who you're like kind of waiting, like they kind of miss it, but then Jersey Mike's will send you something, and, you're, and you should just screenshot that and send it to your <laughs> <Yeah>. friend. <laughs> Been waiting for that's like what we do to our parents, basically, like send them a text message rather than like calling them. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> fix your damn heat, everybody. Fix Nalini's heat. If you're listening, management company. I was like, what are we talking about, management company? Oh. Oh, building management. Got yeah. it, got it. <laughs> um, there's so much to get into. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, being here, for jumping in. Uh, please chat. We will read some of your, your comments at the end. But first, um, pr not promising these are good jokes, but this is, uh, this is my weekly roundup. <clears throat> Tiffany Trump got married to a millionaire son at Mar-a-Lago and daddy Donald Trump gave her away, something he's wanted to do. From the moment she was born, just give her away. Um, in an angry bleat on social truth social against Ron DeSantis, Trump seemed to imply that he used the federal government to help Ron rig his 2018 Florida victory. This is real. And I'm like, what? I love that Trump is like both the mob boss and the rat, like yeah. at the same time. And he thinks he can never go down. Um, Trump loves admitting to crimes like he like the loves of his life, like fish. Filet of fish, the song Macho Man, fantasizing about his daughter, admitting to crimes, whatever. <laughs> Israel has once again tapped Bibi Netanyahu to form a government bringing together an ultra-nationalist far-right coalition. They represent a growing extremism in the country from settlers who are like our MAGA rednecks. And you know what they call MAGA rednecks, right? Netanyahu's. All right. That's that one. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos says he'll give away the majority of his $124 billion of fortune within his lifetime, which is the equivalent of me saying, I'll become a billionaire within my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> like, that's just not going to happen. Um, obviously, we're all thinking, why don't you just give that money to your workers, your drivers, uh, yeah. the people, the businesses you've destroyed. Um, uh, but of course, he wants that tax break. He wants that write-off from yeah. the like minimal taxes he makes. So if he's got to give it to some fucking charity, um, or into a fund to help draft Leonardo DiCaprio to make love to his wife and let him watch. Um, <laughs> sorry, you know, because there's like that photo of them, and there was a yeah. Anyway, um, Meta laid off eleven thousand workers this week. Who would have thought that doubling down on virtual space while everyone spent two solid years on Zoom was a terrible fucking idea? The only person whose personality and haircut got better in VR was Mark Zuckerberg. You know, because the graphics can only give you straight lines. Like, yeah. I'm crushing it. And finally, the UN chief says Earth is on a quote highway to climate hell, and that's just terrible. Like. You know we're in trouble when we can't even get like a light rail to climate <laughs> hell. That's fucked. For everything else, this is the week where. This was the week where <sighs> midterm elections showed that uh, no, nobody cares really about uh, trans women in women's sports uh nobody really cares about uh drag shows no people care about the fucking uh work like the economy the ability to put food on the table uh they care about um reining in the cops no that narrative of fucking being tough on crime did not work because the democrats maintain the goddamn senate maybe plus one uh looks like the house is going to be a lot lot a lot more difficult but there was no red wave. There was no red wave. It did not materialize. Um, with the win in Nevada of, of uh, Cortez Masto in the Senate, the Dems are maintaining control of it. Obviously, Warnock and Walker somehow are going to a fucking runoff. I still don't believe that that's happening. Um, a lot of a lot of actually state governments are have have swung um, Democrat. Democrats uh, gained full control of government, uh, state governments in Massachusetts, Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan. Um, Republicans consolidated power in Florida, 
Northern North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So sort of it's a mixed bag when it comes to state houses and state governments. But this was huge. This was big. I did like a fucking embarrassing like victory dance, <laughs> you know, when when the Democrats won and kept the Senate. And it's let's be real, it's it doesn't save us, but it saves us for it's a little bit of a reprieve from shit was getting dark. I mean, shit yeah. was like I before when I started maternity leave or whatever. It was like, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to be Trump's running mate. And it was all here, are all the election deniers zero. It yeah. was just like it was getting real bad. And then, hey, turns out people don't want authoritarians and fascists in just going over the list before I kick it to you guys. Blake Masters defeated in Arizona like a total racist, white supremacist, darling. Yeah. Uh, Don Bolduck in New Hampshire defeated. In the House, John Gibbs of Michigan defeated. These are all Trumpers. Uh, J.R. Majewski, that idiot who, who like basically lied and said that he served in the army and he never did. Um, governors, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Carrie Lake in Arizona with that fucking haircut thinking she's all smooth and shit. Like, I know about journalism because I read the news on television locally. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, of course, you got Mehmet Oz, you guys. Mehmet Oz going down just in a face full of crudite, um, losing to Fetterman, despite Fetterman having a stroke, you know, debating on a national stage. Uh, with recovering from that stroke, but like it's just a the power of real progressive ideas and something different, and kicking a fucking the you know elitist out of touch a hole Memedaz out of it. So, lastly, Lauren Boebert, Lauren Boebert is headed to probably a, a runoff too, like a recount. Excuse me, a recount. She's within eleven thousand votes of losing her reelection to Adam Frisch, who is a Democrat, which is sweet. Mwah. Fucking love it. So thoughts how how did this happen this is this has not happened in decades where the party in control of the white house loses seats excuse me does not lose seats in a midterm election i mean i'm just shocked that because it is amazing that uh people said no to fascism but they just they just said no. It's still like forty nine percent are like we're pressing the gas on fascism. <laughs> yeah. We're still very interested in it, and that's the thing that terrifies me the most. Totally, how close these are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely terrifying because of the direction that's going, but it's also pretty satisfying to see the work of progressives and organizers because we outorganized even the Democrats. I mean, we knocked on in you know pennsylvania the working families party and unite here and seiu all these labor unions community organizations knocked on over a million doors wow. and it took actually like it was discipline there was a lot of discipline on the left and in progressive spaces to knock on doors and to actually mm. talk to people so that was like it was really great that a lot of people are like the left you're never disciplined you're all Bleh. but like it's really great to see that we were actually like disciplined we were on point we won and we did the impossible too. young people like that it's not just about you know the like turnout as well but also we like low propensity voters as they like to call them black folks folks who don't you know um, latinos folks who don't vote in midterms young people like they turned out yeah absolutely i mean i think that's the there's two parts to this narrative right and like you see most mainstream outlets going like mm, how come fascism isn't hitting the way it used to you know they it's <laughs> They're all giving the credit so How do they need to retool, you know, they give all the credit to because it it was Republicans election to lose. And so I understand mm -hmm. that that's the angle. But of course, they're never necessarily talking about, yeah, that grassroots organizing that WFP and others did. But I did want to just like, what do you guys think this means for the future of Trumpers and Trumpism? I mean, I'm, I'll go first and just say, look, it matters that these election deniers that they lost. A lot of them were running for attorney general in different states, and I think only one succeeded. That's huge. These yeah, are obviously the folks. Deal. I mean, this is the basically what Brian Kemp successfully did to Stacey Abrams in 2018, but like, you know, shutting folks out of their polling places, um, you know, contributing to all kinds of making it difficult to vote. 
there's a discussion which is it doesn't matter they're all republicans they're all going to fall in line under trump and i i agree with i understand that i understand they vote along the same lines that a republican is a republican a republican but i think the difference for me and this is something that has been bothering me the one difference is do you believe that the more votes wins the election or not do you will you accept right. results do you understand basic electoral math of like i got more i win you got less you lose like that is the only difference yeah they all want tax breaks yeah they all fear monger around immigrants yeah they all demonize trans people but do you think that like up like two plus two equals four well, what's interesting, too, is that the Republic, I understand how Trump is the election denier, because uh, the last however many Republican presidents who have won did not win the popular vote and lost the popular vote by millions and millions of fucking votes. Right. And yep. I cannot believe that the Electoral College still exists, and yep. it's, but we should fucking throw it out. It's insane to me. And so, of course, yes, of course, they're like, it doesn't matter because the popular vote doesn't matter in their minds. Right. Right. They've actually been told that you can just rig it in your favor and they've seen it work for them. Yeah. Yeah. They've seen it work over and over again. And then the other thing, it's like, I'm sorry about the noise, but you know, the other thing that is, that is, that is pretty wild is that like the reason also becoming an election denier, because he knew he was going to lose. That's the other thing. It's like, they know when they know that they're going to lose, they like to create chaos. Right? They want a bunch of people who don't believe in the system, who don't believe in the basics of democracy, right? It's like, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff, that they, but they also want people to not believe in government, right? They don't want to, and I understand, right? Like government is, there's been a lot of different things about the United States government in the history, right? Good, bad, ugly, terrible, right? But at the end of the day, like they don't, they want you to not believe, that's why they defund it, right? They actually, right, they don't invest. And so that is a product of that, when yeah. they're just like, yeah, we don't care because this whole thing is just our play, you know, our playground. Totally. I mean, I, I'm of the mind that tr- Trump's election was the most cynical election in our lifetimes. Oh, yeah. It was a and it's it continues 100%. to be right. Yeah. But it was a yeah. Fuck it all. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, Just let someone a strong man, whatever, take over. Let's talk about the issues that actually did matter quickly to people, you know, because we were told that it was about crime. We were told that it was about like the price of gas only. And then it turns out that, oh, you know, like the Inflation Reduction Act, as it was named, but actually like, you know, putting some investment into people's lives really does help showing that you're serious about climate change, even minimally does help student debt relief does help and all that as to nalini's point was because of organizers nipping at the heels uh and fucking staying on this issue to say nothing of abortion rights so you got massive turnout from women voters in five states that had ballot measures about abortion they all voted to defend and or expand abortion rights um working people's issues um Raising the minimum wage, uh, I believe, uh, in Nebraska. Let's see. D.C. ended the sub-minimum wage. Arizona cracked down on medical debt. Illinois protected workers' rights. South Dakota expanded Medicaid. Don't get me started on this Medicaid shit. We all know the ACA expanded Medicaid, and Republicans in a bunch of states have held out on it, even though it would help hundreds of thousands of people. Um, Legalizing weed in Missouri uh, and Maryland. So a lot of stuff. We see what people want, right? Um, and I guess my question, Nalini, to you is, do you feel like, like, is the, is the window closing on Republicans to totally, like, fuck us out of our vote and democracy? Like, are we, like, I feel like we're wedging our foot in the door and being like, not so fast, assholes. Like, we're gonna, as people, as voters get younger and or get older, (laughs) um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're kind of showing up and we have this, like, moment to actually protect, you know, just the, the basics of democracy in this country? I think that we do have a moment. I mean, I think that um, they overplay. I mean, look, this was a 40-year play to uh, overturn Roe versus Wade, right? It was decades in the making. And I think that they overshot themselves. I, I think that, like, they didn't real like, right? Like, it caught, like, 
the decades moved, but they were still playing a strategy that was like, oh, okay, yeah, if it was the 1980s, I don't know if people would have been turning out right. in the same way, right? And so, but they just kept on it and they kept on it, which is why they won, because they were just like, we gotta get the Supreme Court, we gotta get this. Yeah. Here's the thing though. Um, so I do think that like they're, that really pushed, pushed, pushed a line, but I do think it's really hard. Like people, it's, when you think about working people across the country, like paychecks have not raised, right? Like everything is is expensive. Um, you know, you have, I mean, in the country now, like, right, like 71% of people support labor unions, which is also crazy. Like that never happened yes. in my lifetime. Like yeah. 71% of American support, that's huge, right? So I think it's like, it could go in either way, right? You have this like pro-worker, pro-democracy, pro like pro-human rights track. And then you have this like, you know, uh, this fascist track. And, you know, the thing about fascism, they will allow, the far right will allow anybody to carry that message. So I just think that we can't just rest on our laurels about like, oh, Trump might not be good, but DeSantis, here he comes. And honestly, DeSantis scares me more because he's a zealot. That is like, has mm. been his bread and butter for a really long time. So mm. I think that we have, we, like, it's a choice to be made. And I think that this election showed that. For who, sure. Who do you think, who do we think is more beatable? Is it Trump or is it DeSantis? Trump, I think. I just think that he's just not. Um, and I think DeSantis yeah. has like, I mean, Florida is a big state and it is yeah. a huge state in the yeah. electoral college and they keep voting him in. Um, so yeah, I feel like. I think they're both massive losers. Like I'll, I'll be straight yeah. up with you. I disagree that DeSantis is scarier. I think DeSantis is a fucking idiot and i don't think he can do shit without first of all he can't do shit without trump's endorsement and he's never going to get it because trump mm -hmm. wants to go head to head with him and we can talk about that in a little bit oh that's or, or interesting we, you know so desantis has to bend the knee to trump number one number two he doesn't have the trump je ne sais you know fucking mussolini well you like he doesn't have what trump has in terms of star power um and that I mean, there were thousands of people here to see DeSantis in P Pennsylvania when he came with Mastriano. I, uh, I guess <laughs> I just, I don't, I understand the idea of like a more dangerous, a more effective fascist. Like I understand that, but I'm also like, I don't think that Trumpism is transferable. I might disagree, like I don't, I might disagree that like, that it's just super transferable. I don't think they've got it 2024 in the bag. I think they, and you can see the way like Fox News is like, oh, maybe we're, and with tonight, if Trump announces, like they're all gonna, we'll see how quickly they yeah. fall in line into what I believe will be a losing, either way, they'll, they'll, they'll be losing candidates. I don't it's, know, Kurt. It's interesting to see that Rupert Murdoch thinks DeSantis has a better chance. Right. Um, cause he like, right at like just all the, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like the post and, um, like all of his, all of his, uh, outlets just were immediately like Trump is over. And it's just right. like, oh, he's going hard for DeSantis. This is, that's a scary idea as well. Um, totally. Cause yeah. he can, right. Cause they can kind of, they can marionette anybody, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to shout out Todd Roy who says DeSantis is like if the word awkward became human. I mean, yeah, he's not good. He's not, he does not like communicate well. And I, now I'm not being very communicative, but you know what I'm saying? He just doesn't yeah. have it. Um, like I'm more scared of someone like a Carrie Lake. Like I'm more scared of someone who is just like a fucking, anyway, just like kind of like slimy, virulent asshole. I don't get that. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. Um, we shall see. I wanted, I just want to shout out the squad has grown in this last election, right? So by I think seven reps, including Maxwell Frost of Florida. So while Florida Dems totally ate it, um, not Maxwell Frost. He's the first Gen Zer to be a sitting member of Congress. I was like, now AOC must feel old. I'm like, oh, yeah. AOC, <laughs> you old girl. <laughs> um, Summer Lee from Pennsylvania, who just bucked all that APAC money that was thrown uh, to her um, to, to her opposition candidate. Um, again, she, like, which is wonderful. I fucking love that. And she's excellent. Delia Ramirez from Illinois. The list goes on and on. So I do want to talk about... This is the second highest youth midterm turnout in the past 30 years, youth being 18 to 29 year olds. 
Um, and AOC said in a recent interview, look, in by 2024, millennials and Gen Z voters are going to outnumber the boomers. So like I said, it's we're putting our foot in the door and we're wedging it open. Um, and yeah, if, if this is also the one election where my my mom and or other uh lovely boomers love my mom she's helping me out a lot but they they always do the thing after elections which is like well the youth didn't really turn out did they and you're like mm, th there is none of that narrative you cannot they you cannot say that at all young people definitely turned out and and prevented this from being that red wave um mm -hmm. so thoughts so i mean the the, the flip side of this and i want to ask nalini you this the flip side of this is, is progressives are growing, but Democrats are losing the House. What happened? And that is, well, some of these centrist Democrat incumbents ain't hitting anymore. They're not working anymore. So uh, some of the those who six Democrats who lost their reelection bids are members of the uh, centrist coalition called the New Democrats Coalition. Um, we saw Sean Patrick Maloney in New York, chair of the DCCC, who in the redistricting kerfuffle, booted Mondaire Jones, a squad member progressive, and then lost his fucking election. So there's a lot of, there is a lot of blame, but it's not going to young progressives. It's going to older centrist Democrats. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the turn, the country went left or went blue while New York went red. Um, like the whole state, the whole state, like wow. locally went red. Um, if it wasn't for the votes on the Working Families Party line for Co Kathy Hochul, which in you know New York we have fusion voting, like we put her actually, we were the threshold for her to win. Or it would have been Lee Zeldin, who's like a mini little Trump, has been building a fiefdom in, in Long Island for quite some time um, and has been a character in New York state politics. And it's just like, you know, you have folks like AOC calling for the removal of Jade Jacobs for him to resign, who is the head of the Democrats there. And she, particularly Sean Patrick Maloney. Ooh, I got so much to say about that man. Um, but not only, not only, he spent all of this, the DCCC money on his race. He poured $6 million instead of, you know, right now we're in, you know, vote counting in Colorado three, I believe with Lauren Boebert, like why that money, even half a mil maybe would have gotten some more votes and yeah. we could have beaten low and whatever her name is, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you Bobo. know, like Bobo, Bobo. And so like he poured into his own race and that's when it gets really frustrating that it's not just that they don't actually care about what's on the line. They care about their yeah. own little systems and their own power. And you saw what happened where New York Democrats are in a bit of a like crisis, which you know what, thank God, finally, you know, if it wasn't for <laughs> Cuomo and it wasn't, ever, it's just like, we've all been known that they're not the best. Um, and you know, now we're seeing it and it really, it yeah. really sucks because it's like, we could have won the house. Yes. We actually and another could. race, Another race people are mad about money not going to is Jamie McLeod Skinner um, in Oregon's fifth, who was a progressive and just didn't working at WFP put money behind her. But but deep triple yep. C, there was not a lot of money coming from, um, yeah, the big Dem donors. So uh, and then in, obviously in California, but on to the point of New York, what it says a lot that these blue states are the reason that the Democrats are losing the House. Yep. Yep. It, it says that they've just fucking let their own, you know, uh, their yard. Why am I giving this metaphor? I don't even really have a yard. The yard is growing over. <laughs> they're not they're not taking care of their own side of the street, I guess, is what I should say. And and in terms of I mean, in terms of like the last laugh, I just think about Cuomo because Cuomo orchestrated this whole thing in New York with like yep. the redistricting, the conservative judges, yep. the like, you know, the handshake with Republicans yep. and here we and are. Now, can you can you explain a little bit more, Nalini, because you understand it better than I do, what happened in New York and how this redistricting fucked the the control of the House? Yeah. So the state legislator, you know, every, like for folks, redistricting works that, you know, every 10 years, state legislators, they get the new census numbers and they redistrict they redraw draw lines. Um, the state like the state legislator voted to redraw the lines and and like they, they came up with districts, all this stuff, pretty favorable. And then in a act of 
I, just a lot of things happened, but basically they, we had to have a special master. I kid you not. I kid you not. The title of this person was a special master to redraw the lines because they weren't fair enough. In history, Republicans gerrymander districts all the time. And yeah. not one special, I didn't even know the special master freaking existed. I didn't even know that was a thing. I love how rules only apply to Democrats and they never, like, who, who the fuck heard it of a just, parliamentarian before yeah, yeah. Biden got in there? And you're like, what the fuck? There's no. a fucking parliamentarian? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. rules. And you're like, you do? Special master. Uh, a maester. I called him master. Like, it was just, yeah, maester. Um, and so, <laughs> redrew, redrew the lines. And then, so a lot of people were up against each other. Like, Mondaire and Sean Patrick Maloney were basically district, you know, because people live in their homes. They were districting. And Sean Patrick Maloney said, you go run in Brooklyn. That's upstate <laughs> New York. And I was, as somebody who's organized in, like, you know, the lower Hudson Valley as well as New York City, I was like, what in the actual business? <laughs> this is absolutely. And then also, because Mondaire went to this other seat, he ran against Yulene, who was a progressive, who right. almost won. And then we got this centrist, which... You know, it's super liberal district, so it wasn't going to go right. But we got this centrist millionaire from Brooklyn Heights. As So not only did they, like, F the Democratic Party, they f it in every single possible way. Like, district Jesus. did. Another seat. Lost losing seats. Like, every single way you could F up things. New York Democrats. Did it. Crushing it. <laughs> did God it. damn. You did it. You did it. That's so, yes, I remember the, cause like, yeah, Yulene and, and Mondaire went against each other and uh, split the move. vote. <laughs> right. No, it's fucked. Um, one person we haven't talked about, and I'm curious, Kurt, on your thoughts, um, how, um, how moved you were when you saw Hillbilly Elegy for the fifth time, I'm sure you, <laughs> sure you enjoyed that incredible Amy Adams performance. Oh man. Uh, Glenn so Close. Tim Ryan was booted out uh, of Ohio by J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance of, you know, author of Hillbilly Elegy. He's, there he is with his potato face now in the Senate. Um, not going to be joined by Mehmet Oz, thank God. But what do you, what do you think that's about? Is it, is it the star power? Is it because people were forced to read Hillbilly Elegy because they saw it at Hudson News on their flight? <laughs> and they were like, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've I read the Da Vinci Code, so I might as well read this. It is. I remember watching it. I turned it off after like 30 minutes just because the the writing was so bad. In the movie itself, the writing was so bad. <laughs> I remember just thinking I was like, there was like a scene where the hillbilly is uh, uh, like at a dinner or something. And it's like, oh, this hillbilly is at a, he's not used to being at a dinner. Like doesn't know how to use a fork. It's like Little he Mermaid. He doesn't know how to use a fork. <laughs> it was literally like, which fork do I choose? And it's like, okay, maybe like, let's not do the fork thing. Like, let's not do the fork thing as an example of like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I expected like a Crocodile Dundee version of like him putting his like shoe into a bidet or something and being like, oh, is this not what a, a, a toilet shoe is for? You know, it was just so over the top stupid. Um, so that true. I think people were just like, well, this this guy is the dumbest person in the planet. Let's put him in charge. It was, you know, it reminds me, it's like a dinner scene that is not unlike the scene from Borat, the first movie where he yes. brings his shit to the table <laughs> <laughs> you're like that's essentially what it was and, and oh god it is it was like insulting to hillbillies it was yeah, yeah. absolutely really yeah it was yeah it really was <laughs> but of course at the time and again this is like um at the time, it was right after Trump was elected, and he was positioning himself as like the anti-Trumper. Like, I know Trump's bad, but you don't listen to the working class, white people, white working class, yeah. you know? And and at the time, everyone was so like, we're in our bubbles, and liberals were like beating themselves, like, maybe we yeah. should be more racist, but like openly, <laughs> you know? And it was crazy. I... That time I like I, I took I pitched a show around that time, which was a terrible time to pitch a show because it actually gave me insight to like every every executive in like entertainment was not trying to have the show was like kind of a ballsy lefty kind of like um, 
it was called social justice warriors ironically and all the people we pitched to were like mm, i don't know this seems a little like you know mean to the you like to republicans like they were so worried about republican feelings and maga feelings you guys remember that moment right oh, yeah. and now it's yeah, 100%. now we all know that they don't that shit's done you know no one's tiptoeing around their feelings um anywho um any thoughts on let's let's just talk about what happens next nalini what do you what do you think needs to happen what do you think biden needs to do what do you think he's gonna do he's he he's made some remarks which i kind of liked which are like yeah of course we won i'm glad we won we had good candidates you know it wasn't this like oh yeah wing and a prayer we did it blah yeah but what do you what do you think biden's got to do now what do you think the democratic party's got to do now to actually deliver um, I hope it has something to do with the filibuster. <laughs> I mean, I think here's the thing that is all going to depend on what happens in Georgia and how the house goes down. Like you can't, mm -hmm. if you, if it's a 50, 50 split Senate, Banshin cinema, ugh, they're still in charge and they're not going to pass the filibuster reform. Right. So it yeah. really, really, really depends on how the rest of the house plays out because also what's going on, which I find fascinating right now is the absolute shit show excuse me that the republicans are in right now like rick scott running for at like him taking down McC like i say like the girls are fighting like the girls are fighting yeah. really hard and if even if the republicans have a small majority that actually makes marjorie taylor green and her faction more powerful right anytime you actually have a small majority just like it was just now like the squad and progressives were more powerful because it was a small majority and you can move votes. So it really depends on what's gonna happen and how the house is gonna go down and where the, the results are in Georgia. But I, if, if it goes down in a good way, hopefully filibuster reform. Um, I think that that's really a lot of what they can do is just like change the rules. They're not gonna be able yeah. to pass that much with the house being so- um, they Kill the parliamentarian. Oh God, that parliamentarian. You know, I think that there's like some things that they, they can do. And, you know, I do think that the Republicans are going to be like, uh, I think there's an interesting, like some Republicans may cave on some stuff. Um, with yeah. small majorities, like you can, things can go in a lot of different ways. And if they, if their party is like, if there's so much infighting, it's like really going to be with where they're at too. And so over the next two months, it's actually going to be, and I, I'm really curious to see what, you know, Biden's State of the Union speech is going to be on because yeah. I think that that's going to set the whole way for his, you know, last two years of his first term. Well, it's funny because you saw Biden for the first time actually do a little bit of us and them because it's a literal election and he's got to, but he hates doing the us and them. He's like, no, no, Republicans are good. Yeah. You know, some of them did want to kill me and like storm the Capitol. <laughs> but like, he's <laughs> finally had to be like, yeah, red team, blue team, yeah. red team, blue team here, you know, yeah. and like, oh, our people won. And so I'm like, good, yeah. buddy, that's moving yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, but, his speech and, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to pick up on what you said in terms of the slim majority matters, but also the slim majority of the House can be picked off, especially around those issues like yep. abortion rights, which are insanely popular even in red states. Yeah. Look at fucking, mm -hmm. what is it, Kansas, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. you don't have, they don't have anything when it comes to codifying Roe. Like, I'm like, I think we can get that done. Like, I would like to at least that would be get nice. that done. That would be nice. Just even codifying Roe. They don't have to do the whole women's health. I mean, I want to see the Women's Health Protection Act, but if it just means codifying Roe to just get it through the door, just. We don't need health. We don't, we don't need health. We've been, <laughs> we don't need protection or health. We just, we've been carrying the patriarchy for so long. We're, we're in great shape. No health. Just give us reproductive rights, please. Um, let's move on to our final segment because it seems as though, unless my sources have changed, my sources being Twitter, <laughs> that Donald Trump is indeed going to announce that he is running again in 2024. Um, surprise, uh, he's at it again. The just, just no, like the, the car is no, the clown car, no wheels, just straight hubcap, just, kick, kick, you know, sliding along. Rudy's going to be recruited again. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Um, and I want to know what is going to, what's it going to take for him to win? What's a better slogan? What can we do? What's the pitch? 
who, how is this time going to be different? Uh, this is Losers Winning Slogan. What do we think it's going to, what do we think is going to actually put people over the edge? Will they come out to vote for their prince, their king, their king of kings, um, their Jesus? I have not thought about this that much. Make America great again, 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 again. <laughs> Maybe it's again squared. Like, do you put a little. No, I hate my pitch is magma. So it's <laughs> make America great make again. Because it's just, it's the dumbest idea for him to run. It's everyone is an idiot who's voting for him. Make America great. Make again. Make America make again. <laughs> it's It's got double meaning too. It's like, it's a little bit like we don't make anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also it will represent magma, which is the, the lava that will destroy the country. Absolutely. That, hell yeah. There's nothing hotter than lava. Yeah, bro. It's I mean, it's big with third graders, <laughs> which is their reading level and their intellectual level. I like it. Um, I don't, I think we got to move on from the, I think we have to make the red hat bigger. That's what I think. <laughs> I think it's just got to be top hats. Bring back just straight top hats, <laughs> red top hats. Um <laughs> I also think it's going to be like, Mag, I mean, Trump 2024, this time you can wear the hood, you know, um, <laughs> you get, I don't know, you get, you get, you get the flex cuffs and you get little, like, there needs to be some kind of pack, you know, um, like a subscription service. I'm trying to think of some sort of like subscription service, like a mag, you subscribe to a magazine, you get little like prizes and uh -huh. things. And I feel like it's like, yeah, if you issue a death threat against Nancy Pelosi, you win, you know, whatever it is. You win Trump juice. I'm, um, some new Trump thing. Guys, help me out in the chat, y'all. My brain ain't working. Um, Dank Dragon says the red wave of molten rock. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Car Cat in the Hat top hats. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. First of all, I am of the mind that the reason we can't overthrow billionaires is because they stopped wearing top hats. Yeah, we can't identify them. And the monocle. If we could bring back the monocle and top hat, we would be able to identify them in a crowd much easier. I think that this is how, like, the robber barons of yesteryear were defeated. Were, were defeated. <laughs> exactly. There were some, like, FDR rose to power because it was like, look at all the dudes in the top hats, you know, and they're like the copper barons and such. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, they are all wearing top hats. And now, <laughs> and now they're all just wearing, like, you know, like hoodies and, and yeah. sweats. And you can't, you can't identify them, but, and Oculus um, rifts. <laughs> absolutely. We lost Nalini, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of things. I, you know, the only thing I can't stand about a Trump, another Trump run, cause it's going to be, it's going to be wild. I mean, like gonna be fucking the best, just they, they self troll. Right. I mean, like NATO always says like, Ba like it's it's hard to make fun of these folks because they're we're living in a satire they make fun of themselves all the time yeah. they don't need the help um and you know what is it the four seasons the four seasons i mean gaff. like imme immediately your head goes to that right i mean like that yeah. was just pure magic it was pure magic we can't conjure that up like we can't even like no <laughs> snl sketch not that they're good but like no sketch could like actually capture that so but i will say the thing i'm not looking forward to is if it's a biden trump debate yeah Just, we already had one we already had we, one. we already had a lot once again it was so it was too much it was already too much and 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 biden's like will you shut up man and everyone's like Go off, King. It's like <laughs> just an old man like shooing away a fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Stop it, lies. Oh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be good. We'll see. He um did you see any photos of Trump from the wedding? The the No, <laughs> I have not. I have not seen any. Do we have some? Oh, I wish I could show them. Okay. Uh, but, but she was just, like, that's the, that's the daughter that was like, never brought into the family. Right. Yeah. Mostly cause she 
looked more like Trump. And she was, she's, she's like a six, you know, <laughs> like you're not hot enough. Uh, I look exactly like you. I know. That's why. <laughs> um, no, nah, Tiffany, Tiffany will be all right. I have faith. No, nah, I don't know. She might be a horrible person, but like she's, she's doing what she can. She, it's just, it's Trump and Tiffany walking down the aisle. And then like this incredible, like bouquet, you know, um, like arch of flowers around them. And um, they look like they're in a Lisa Frank trapper keeper type situation, you know, <laughs> just have Lisa Frank. And then there's Trump's face. Hey, <laughs> <sighs> fucking hell guys. This has been uh, this has been a fun show. It's been shorter um, because we've been basically just talking about the midterms the whole time, but we are going to continue and talk a little bit about, uh, Twitter, what the fuck is going to happen, um, and how Elon has completely, it's just gone so awry, y'all. It's, it's gone, it, it's incredible, and um, then we're going to talk about how we all need to be on TikTok, and we're fucking up, and we should just be TikTok famous, and Kurt, if you didn't put all that work into your special, <laughs> and just focused on your TikToks, you wouldn't be, be doing my goddamn show right now. No. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that is, that's been, I'm going to read some comments a little bit, but I wanted to, I'm like, how do we wind down this show? I forget. Um, we have the fart song. We have thanks. We have some comments, but Kurt, first of all, everyone, how, how can tell us how we can get your show? You your, can your watch show. it on most streamers and uh, most uh, music apps as well. It's called Perfectly Stupid. If you want a list of all of the places to watch it, you can go to perfectlystupid.com and uh, that'll just show you everywhere it's available. You can get it. Yeah, just go and enjoy it. You can, I think you can rent it for $4.99 right now. Can, how much can I buy it for? $9.99. Ooh. To own it. How much of that money do you get? None. <laughs> Until we make back the money that it took to make it. <laughs> God damn it. There's a fucking... That's... You're just on loan. Yeah. Uh, there's a deductible in entertainment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dealing with my goddamn deductibles. Anyway, um, Kurt Brownoller, everybody watched uh, Perfectly Stupid right now 4.99 you can cough that up uh for and also catch kurt live uh in los angeles and everywhere and uh stay tuned we're gonna talk a little bit more about twitter and elon in just a few minutes for the patrons patreon.com slash situation room thank you kurt thank you so much for being here thank you hell yeah god what a short show what if we did a short show all the time you guys would hate me i know um i would hate me i like doing a long show but it's the baby was crying and I have to leave. I gotta go. But before I go, let me read some comments uh, from all the wonderful people. Um, no sacred cow. Thank you so much for your super chat saying great to see you back. Great to see you. Eileen Posner. What does Ramona think of the baby? Ramona is chill. Very interested. Curious. Wants to smell. As soon as starts crying, she's fucking out of there. Just donezo. Like, nope doesn't want anything to do with it um she tried to come to bed the other night ramona uh, this is the cat not like our mistress or our not our thruple third that'd be funny ramona came to bed last night i'm sorry uh ramona tried to come to bed the other night because she usually sleeps with us she comes into the bed and the baby immediately starts crying um not because she was there but just because and she was like nope 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 nope, nope. bye um, but yeah, that's what she thinks. Um, Johnny Appleseed Walker smiling at dad is a survival instinct <laughs> in reference to what I was bitching about. That's exactly, I guess so. You're like, don't abandon me, father. I know I didn't come out of your womb. Please don't legislate against me. I'm sorry. Uh, Rachel Atwood, is your baby racist? Yes, but not anti-Semitic. Um, Todd Roy, I'm bitching about the hospitals here in Nova Scotia. I just got back from waiting in outpatients since 9 a.m. this morning. We have a doctor shortage here. You mean Canada? What? That's unheard of. 
I thought you had the best healthcare system. Uh, meanwhile, I, like I said, I'm thinking about deductibles because even when you have, even when you shell out hella money for Obamacare on the marketplace, you still get hit with a lot of bills. I just got a $360 bill for the epidural because I did eventually just have an epidural because I was like, this is medieval pain. I shan't do this any longer. Um, and then the pain relief maester came and gave me beautiful epidural that only worked on one side. Anyway, I thought all the bills were done. Nope. He, he, he that came. Um, Moondragon, no credit to the Dems for this victory. The rights just sucks that much. I think that's, that's a pretty good takeaway, right? Like it's kind of a no brainer because the right sucks so awfully. And, and Dems rely on that, right? They love that. They love being the like, well, you got no one but me, except in districts where they actually just lost to a Republican, like in New York. Um, Twilago, Lajo, Franny, we missed you so much. I really wanted no needed your wit to help me through the tough waiting part of election night. I was going to go live, but I decided not to because there were so many races that still weren't decided. Um, but absolutely... I missed you all. I miss going live. I was gonna, I, I was gonna be on TYT maybe, but they had all they had filled it up and they and they were like, "There's no more room for you." I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even want to be on anyway." <laughs> um, Camperman five thousand AOC aged out of Congress. Wow. Lehu Veneri Venery Franny the bitch is back. In quotations, complimentary. Bitch as in complimentary. Um, Thomas, Oklahoma. Trump is a right-wing extremist while DeSantis is a neoconservative. They're both poisonous in their own way. Yeah, I don't think DeSantis has the same Mussolini cajones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's got what it takes to completely skirt the law. He can't crime the way Trump can crime. Yeah, he definitely cooked the books when it came to COVID and lying about the people who died and then raiding the home of the woman who was keeping track of the deaths. Um, that was a good move, uh, you know, in uh, in the whole, like, you know, evil terms. But I'm just not sold. I think he's going to cave. I think he's going to endorse Trump. Um, let's see. Uh, Robert, thank you for your super chat. Joining late, but welcome back, Franny and family. The Franny family, the Franny Franmily. That's right. Um, Camperman also saying, I will not rest until we elect a president with a beard. It's been too long. I will not rest until we elect an Italian. That's right. I'm tired of this anti Italian discrimination. Let's get a goddamn Italian in there. I want that. That's what I want. Um, a lot of people clamoring to see photos of the baby. Sometimes I post them on Instagram at Franny Fio, but um, I'll bring her on. I'll bring her on the stream at some point because I'm definitely not famous enough to blur the baby's face. You know how like famous people blur their baby's face? That's all I want out of life is just to be famous enough to be like, I have to put an emoji over my baby's face because she's famous by relation. Um, Rachel Atwood, you miss me as an indisputable statement. Did I say that? Thank you for your super chat. And thank you to everyone who's become patrons in this time of my great need. And with that, of course, we got the fart song. Great. I hope you can all hear me. Thank you to the new patrons. $10 or more to get this shout out. Liliana Hansen. Liliana is, is my daughter's middle name. Uh, Alfredo, because it's my grant. Never mind. Alfredo Colon, Lawrence Wells, a.k.a. Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, Rebecca Jean Tullis, The Gimtastic Tafali, Jay Bean, Jill Hurst, and James. Plus, a bunch of $5 patrons. Thank you guys so much. Ten bucks gets you the shout-out, though. Um, and then I can't forget uh, Leith Richardson. Or Leith Richards. Thank you so much. Leith gave a huge donation to the show and truly has helped it become much more sustainable with that. To the Twitch subs. Um, to P. Browsard. Uh, subscribe for one month of Tier 1. Just Czar resubscribing at Tier 1. 20 months of subscribe. Dinish. Dumb. Adam DeBaum resubscribing for one month, saying the mama. Dory B resubscribed for a month, one month, three month anniversary on the day Francesca returns. Sweet, welcome back. Mazel tov, thank you. Willie Gus resubscribing for one month. 
Oh my God, what a surprise. No member of your household owes us anything. Not you, not Matt, not the baby, not even Shitty, but thank you all. Thank you, Willie Gus. Raw Bear Dragon resubscribing for one month of Tier 1. Congratulations, Franny. Great to see you. Great to see you. Creative Pixie, thank you for the bits. Lizzie Nepon resubscribing for one month of Tier 1. Welcome back. Hunger Games 1989 resubscribing for one month of Tier 1. Ten months. So glad you're back. And of course, Aussie Plant Dragon resubscribing for one month of Tier 1. Uh, what? Woot, you're back. P.S. My tweet about Ramona was my most successful ever. Oh, you... There was a screenshot of me cradling Ramona like a bebay. Um, thank you guys so much for, once again, supporting this show, for being here next week. We got Nato Green back. We've got uh, David Dayan of American Prospects. We're going to talk about Biden's agenda moving forward. Um, thank you to everyone who works on this show, to Paige Omek, the producer, Maximilian Inhoff, Alexander Orness, and Andy Vasoyan, our editor. We stream every Tuesday. 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Twitter at VituationPod, on TikTok and Instagram at FrannyFio. And I stream for the Twituation Room now only an hour, but on Wednesdays. I will be restarting that uh, the week after Thanksgiving, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be back on the Damage Report that week as well. And remember, y'all, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. <laughs> <laughs>